Hi, everybody. We are Matt and Kevin, and welcome to Season 2 of the Believe in Overwatch League podcast on the Believe Podcast Network, the number one podcast network for professionals. Please like, rate, and subscribe to us on all your favorite podcast platforms. You can also find us on social media at Believe in OWL and Believe.com. This week, we discuss Jake's return to the Outlaws, a gaming dad, and Ninja's thoughts on the state of streaming. Hello, hello, everybody. Welcome to this week of the Believe in Overwatch League podcast. This is our 50th episode of the season, so some of y'all have been listening to us for 50 weeks for this season, at least. Some even longer. I think we're... I don't even know what number we're at for... um, episodes recorded i think it's like close to 100 or something by now um because season one as well um but before we like get into our normal housekeeping how you been doing uh thing um i think it's very interesting that last week we both talked about um rona beards and advertising it's like we're wizards or something Mm -hmm. because um this past week after we recorded that first off um, i was eating breakfast i think the day after we recorded the episode and I was just sitting there eating. My dad looks at me and he's like, you look like a goat then reaches out and grabs my gross Rona beard. So that was a, an interesting bit of prediction and premonition. And then the second one was um, we talked about like getting paid for advertising or monetizing this eventually. And then last week, I think it was, when did I send you that email? Was it month? Sunday? I think it was Sunday. Sunday. Okay, so Saturday, Sunday, I got an email from Believe, which is our our parent company, hence Believe in Overwatch League. Um, but apparently, I didn't know this because I don't actually. Once I upload it, I don't re- go back and re-listen to it. I mean, we, I probably should just for the 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 view count. Um, but apparently, there's been ads in our our video, and we were supposed to be getting paid for every single time someone listens to our ad. So uh, I know ads suck. Like when I listen to other podcasts, I skip over the ads. But um, if y'all would be cool enough to just like listen to the ads, then me and Kevin can get paid a little bit of money. Um, And considering I don't have a job and the insurance people are like, hey, after April, you're not going to be covered under your parents anymore. Sucks to suck. It does. Um, yeah, I, I need the We need the monies, guys. We need it, man. So um, thanks to everyone for listening. And if like if, if you are so inclined, please listen to the ads. I don't know how much money we're getting for each listen, but um, hopefully they pay us for back pay because all those listens should count up to something. Yeah, ho- hopefully we can get, you know, a little bit more clarification on all that. Um, but yeah, it's it's uh we kind we kind of foresaw all this happening we're wizards kevin we're wizards yeah that it, it must have been the beard i i, <laughs> I think we we tapped into something magical with, beard power yeah exactly all the greatest wizards have beards i mean exactly. I, guess, I think harry potter eventually grows one if you look at the seventh episode like the movie eight when they show in the future he's got a beard but like merlin's got a beard gandalf's got a beard uh dumbledore's got a beard there's something with the beard power, my dude. Exactly. All right. Now that that's over, back to our regularly scheduled programming. How have you been in the past week since we've recorded? Um, I, I've been pretty good. I mean, I grinded out the Hanzo event. That was something that I I did in one day. I was just like, hey, I got to get this uh, real quick. I think I forgot to finish it. Yeah, it, it was kind of, I, I wouldn't say it was a very impactful event, like, it's cool to see the new map and stuff like that, but because it is like a free-for-all map or, you know, it, it's not a, you know, full-length map that we would normally see in a rotation, I feel like it was just, it was a little bit, it was a little fun event. I wouldn't say, like, it was massively impactful. We didn't get, like, a ton of lore or anything that came along with it. Uh, it was more just lore. like, we yeah, got- we got hints, but nothing, like, you know, completely set in stone or... yeah nothing explicit um, exactly but it, it sucks that that's a small map like i i wish that that was like a capture point map or something like that mm-hmm. um just to add a little bit more and to get it into a rotation um it is a beautiful map uh and if you want to win uh 
you know, free for all matches, just pick a tank. Uh, don't, <laughs> don't worry about it. I mean, I, I pick. I, I do pretty well with Reaper, or maybe occasionally Hanzo. Not Hanzo. I don't play Hanzo. I mean McCree. Why do, how do yeah. I get McCree and Hanzo mixed up? Uh, they 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 get shipped together quite often. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I I played like Winston and Diva, and people were like, "Why are you playing a tank?" And I'm like, "Why can't you aim?" Uh, it's just I I'm a bigger target. Okay, I'm just zipping around other places. Okay, uh, it, it's an it's an even trade. Um, but yeah. It, I, I did all that. That was a lot of fun. I've been spending a lot of time uh, trying to catch up on the ridiculous anime season that is happening right now. Um, because of the COVID-19 situation, a lot of the animes that were supposed to be airing, you know, over the course of 2020 were pushed back. So they hit us all at once, like at the very beginning of this season. And usually I don't start a series until i get at least three episodes out because mm-hmm. of the three episode rule like the, i don't know where it came from but essentially if you watch the first three episodes and you're hooked then it then you keep going but if they're for example like if let's just say like the first couple episodes are really good um usually the first one hits you right out the gate they put a lot of production value behind their first episode yeah it's the pilot yeah, and then the second and third essentially are just like, okay, where's the plot going? So essentially, if you get hooked after a certain point, you're just like, okay, yeah, I'm along for the ride. We'll we'll watch the whole thing. But yeah, it doesn't help when there's like a ton of really good shows happening at the same time. And I'm just like, well, I'm essentially watching an entire season in like the first two or three weeks of this entire like season because there's so many, so many good shows out right now. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's kind of like you? that. It's kind of like that with comic books too. It's like I'll I'll give uh, a series like one or two issues, and if I'm like mm-hmm. really bored by it, then I won't read it. And it's like when COVID hit, there was a whole backlog because we weren't sure whether um, distributors are going to be shipping them out physically. And I I don't like reading things digitally just because mm-hmm. I mean it's cheaper, but like it's not the same. Exactly. And also, I don't have like it, it's so awkward to like because I don't have a, a tablet to like lug around my laptop everywhere and like try to scroll through and zoom everything. Plus mm-hmm. like there's some stuff that I can eventually sell. That's like worth a decent amount of money. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I feel that same way. It's like, and there's like, you know, has it ever happened to you where there's series that like, you know, you're, you're very iffy on, you don't want to keep continuing, but there's like always something that kind of drags you back in. Oh yeah, there's there's a lot of that. It's it like just... me with, with Vampirella. Like I don't like the current art style. The story's mm-hmm. kind of weird, but occasionally there's like one or two issues that are like, oh wait, is something good actually happening? And it's like, no, it was a one-off. And I keep telling myself to quit the series, but I can't. Yeah, you're just like, well, maybe it could redeem itself here, and then you read it and you're like, nope. Yeah, <laughs> like, <laughs> you, you hope you hoped too hard, and you know you just got a you got disappointed, right? Um. It, it happens all the time for for me i don't know of a recent series where that has happened but i know of series where i'm like i should watch this and then i watch the first episode and i'm like okay and then i forget that it exists for like <laughs> for a long time and then i'll be like oh wait this thing happened and so i'll go back and watch it but um yeah i'm just getting a friend of mine who who isn't really big in anime like he hasn't watched a lot I'm getting them through the classics right now. So um, it, it's more of like, I'm going back and watching old series and I'm like, why is this so good? Why do we, why do we think this was good? Uh-huh. And then I understand like, oh, okay. So we love this because we liked this trope back then or um, because of the whole concept of this um, X, Y, and Z. So um, I mean, one of the newer ones, you know, if, if you know what Dr. Stone is, um it's an anime about uh what happened if humanity was frozen for like a few thousand years and nature retook everything um and then one really smart science boy like figures out how to like hair yeah with weird hair hair. yeah it, it took me a while but then like you know big wrinkly brain power uh essentially brings science into like the old world right um, or into technically it's a new world, but like he's he's got to figure it all out from scratch again. Um, 
they started picking that back up. Attack on Titan returned. Uh, I'm still waiting to do it all in one go. It it's so hard. Like it it was difficult, but uh, yeah, it's just a really fun thing to do right now. Um, there's a lot of you know sales at work, sales at work black, which is one that I was definitely happy that they finally put through. It's like sales at work, but uh, more mature themes. Uh, the first one is about like smoker's lung and how it like destroys your your lungs that way uh, and what it does to your body so it's just it's interesting to mm-hmm. to know like the darker themes that you know cells at work is like you know the kids show it's like oh you caught a cold oh you have allergies and this one's like you have cancer <laughs> it's just like oh <laughs> like i wasn't ready for this <laughs> Yikes. yeah it's like what happens when when you have diabetes right it's like your cells are literally like dying you have to figure out what's going on mm-hmm. but yeah it, it's it's a lot darker it's a lot more fun for me though um how about you how's your quarantine going are you surviving um yeah a little like i guess so i'm like i'm finding ways to keep occupied like reading it and whatnot still on the job hunt um, I mentioned that I got the letter from the insurance. It's like, haha, you're turning 26. You get to you get to go die now. You don't have to you, you don't you don't get insurance. You're gonna just let your teeth fall out. You can't eat anymore. Yeah. Stuff like that. I I brush my teeth, but like if something happens to my teeth, I I'm kind of screwed. Yeah, we're close. <laughs> um I picked up uh Divinity 2 on my Switch and mm-hmm. like it took me a really long time to figure out the mechanics and everything, but now I'm kind of hooked. It's like, because I love exploring games. It's like just wandering around. I I keep getting just completely destroyed because my party is, um, I don't know. I just I I didn't know what I was doing when I was starting, so I keep getting destroyed. But now I'm kind of like figuring out like how to cheat the game a little bit. Like you teleport things away from people after getting blown up and after switching to like easy mode (laughs) (laughs) so i'm slowly working my way through this game i'm still on like the first island level um and i finally like killed this stupid monster who kept killing me for three days straight felt so good just to loot his dead body give me all your armor (laughs) yeah i feel that what about you what are you playing um uh, I I feel bad for mentioning it, but I am back on the Pokemon train too. Uh, it's more like I've been keeping up with the competitive scene for a while. I've been watching a lot of videos of Players Cup two, um, but yeah, I've been grinding out the competitive scene, uh, and I'm trying to get a team together. And hopefully, uh, if everything goes according to plan, by the time that we get Series eight, uh, which is coming up i think pretty soon um we'll have a new set of rules and i'll have to like get used to all that but i want to make a break in like one of these i want to like at least try to go for you know one of those higher higher yeah. seeds one of the bigger competitions you know so now we're both playing uh turn-based <laughs> stuff right now yeah it that's pretty much how it goes it's it, we're, we're playing a turn-based game with reality too it's like hey we found a vaccine <laughs> vaccines like okay we upgrade to to more contagion uh and then oh my god we're like okay well our vaccine backfired and it's like uh okay uh vaccine upgrades to level two and we're like uh, okay <laughs> what now except we don't get to like quick save and restart yeah we can't we can't reset can we just go back to like you know 2018 is that is that a possibility <laughs> yeah. oh my god i'm never gonna get over like thinking of this is thinking of coronavirus as a turn-based game now my god i mean if if you consider sleeping in a car uh that's that's fast travel <laughs> you have your technically like your time skips where you go to sleep uh that happens a lot uh there's just a lot, uh, a, a lot of things that we're killing. Time. Essentially, we're playing like a chill version of Animal Crossing, and then our pandemic situation is a turn-based game. So, 
So now <laughs> I know why I wander around the house aimlessly. Yeah, you wander around the house, you pick up the plant, you move it somewhere else, and you're like, mm, that doesn't work. So you pick it up, put it on a stool, and you're like, okay, that's better. And you're like, oh, I have to go get another stool to put the other plant on so it's the same height. Yeah, it, <laughs> it's the same thing. Oh, God, what is it? What are our lives? What is what is the 2020s? Uh, it, uh, I, I don't know. All right, so let's move into our our content and things um so this isn't straight again like we don't i i never start with strictly overwatch things i start broad and then go to the specific but um gaming related so we all know who ninja is um he shares my same nickname which is unfortunate because kids always think i picked my name after him um but he had an article recently it came out at two days ago in the New York Times. It's called Teenagers Made Ninja a Gaming Superstar. He has a message for parents by David Marchese. Marchesi. I'm not sure how to pronounce that. Um, but it's pretty much just an interview with him. He addresses like white privilege and stuff. It's like you got to talk with your kids about like what white privilege is because if they hear the N word from people on the internet, they don't know what it is. They don't know why not to say it. Then it's just going to be a compounding problem and things like that. Um, and then another thing that I, he mentioned that I found interesting was a lot of the uh, the gaming community, as we know, is very toxic towards women. Um, he he had this thing a couple of what was it? No, it was. When did he say this? 2018. In 2018, he had an interview where he said he doesn't want to stream um, solo with uh, female streamers and gamers because he doesn't want to um, cause controversy. And he clarified that a little bit. Um, I'm personally okay with this stance. I know a lot of people think that it's um, still a little bit sexist in that mm -hmm. it's like, Oh, you're not streaming with girls because you think I don't even know what the, what the position against it is, but I know that it's controversial. I can't conceptualize it. I get I get that you should be you should be okay with streaming with girls, but like at his fame, mm -hmm. yeah. Like he addresses it. it's like at at my level, like I'm not just this average Joe who can go out with any person of the opposite sex and be fine and just have a coffee like no I'm, I'm ninja if i do anything there's going to be rumors like oh are they flirting are they dating is he cheating on his wife so yeah i like in the ideal world that's that it shouldn't be like that i totally understand and respect his decision to keep things like professional he's like he's still fine like streaming with girls if there's at least one other person there so then it's not it's not a one v one. It's not a one v one. It's not. It's not a one on one private encounter thing where things could be misconstrued. You don't know what they said when they weren't on stream, kind mm -hmm. of stuff. It's like, and and the way I see it, I think like this whole article is. I look at it as an indictment of gaming culture from someone who's been at the top. Like there, there's so much that he addresses here, that like we've talked about, but like, he's he, because he's ninja. It it's. I think it has a little more gravitas and weight to it because of his prominence. And like he, he's seen it on a, on a bigger level than we have. Yeah. it It's a very good perspective. Um, a lot of us actually, well, most of us who do streaming eventually want to get big, right? Um, yeah. We, we want to grow and become, you know, something of this caliber, but to an extent you have to realize like you can't always do that um and what he's saying is you know just be aware of what's going on um of what you're doing at, as a streamer um how you present yourself and what does that really say um about you and your career um i i really do respect ninja's vision and even though i'm not necessarily like I'm not a huge fan of like, you know, everything that, 
that follows him either through uh like the valorant scene or x y and z i do respect him as a content creator and as a person who has obviously a lot of influence something that he does he like he knows he pretty much grew this into something that everybody wants to strive and become so he's the prototype exactly he's the one who we look at and we're like okay well if you could game with drake i mean people i think fortnite owes into all of its success to to ninja yeah honestly like i don't think there was any other person who had this level of impact that would have pushed your game up like insanely high like if ninja streamed something else like that game would be huge like right if he streamed overwatch with drake then we would this game would be in a completely different state than it is now exactly and and fortnite would maybe still have taken off but not nearly to the amount of monetary and commercial success and publicity than it had yeah but once again you have to respect like what he's done and the and the reason why um he is this successful is because he he thinks uh a specific way and he's just giving his insight on it and i do agree like there's one thing that um the one that i was really interested is like um what does streaming like do to you as a person right mm-hmm. um and he said like oh it makes you very self-conscious like you you're what obviously you. you're looking at yourself yeah um it's something that you do get super self-conscious like i played i streamed since 2012 um oh wow i've been streaming since 2012 um i'm not a big you know twitch streamer um but i got my start playing Yu-Gi-Oh online and i was self-conscious i was just like you know i was this middle school kid playing card games at three in the morning um and uh it wasn't until obviously like i started getting a little bit bigger i had like the first hundred followers is like the people who get really close to you and most of them are still like really close friends of mine but when it comes down to everything at first you're looking at yourself and you're like god is my voice that high <laughs> like uh why do, why am i always slouching why do i look gross right <laughs> and then eventually you get to a point where you're just like okay i'm gonna I'm a revamp everything i'm gonna try to look better um and you start like looking at your own like performance essentially and you start you know sitting up straighter you start you know decorating your room a little bit you start you know making everything look cleaner um on your you know user interface so it's not just completely blank but when you get to that point you start losing your skis i would say um i was super self-conscious and everybody was like if if people picked on me they're like you're bad whatever i'm just like i would take it personally um but now i'm just like okay you know what this is just a game if you're getting mad over it that's your fault <laughs> like you shouldn't be mad over you know a game like this and you know just be yourself like people will come to your stream just because of you um not necessarily for the content that you bring obviously um right, right that is one of the hardest things that like it took me a while to get like i didn't have to be you know performer i didn't have to be the the performer that i thought i had to be on stream it, it just became you know be yourself people will come in enjoy what you can bring to the stream um through your personality and that's what people come to see mm-hmm. they don't they don't come to see you know gameplay they could hop on anyone's stream and get gameplay they're there to see you and how well you do uh, with other people and how you play your game. What is your, um, what, what is your, I guess your, your tips or techniques or, or how did you find out how to like, not necessarily market yourself, but market yourself as a streamer and like continue with, with how you're, you're growing yourself. Yeah. This it did take me a while. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna lie. Like, I don't think I put overlays and stuff. Like, started taking this seriously until about, until I got into the Overwatch scene um, and realized, oh, I could stream a little bit um, and have people watch and really get into it. Um, because, like, I kind of turned my back on the, the video game, uh, not the video game, the uh, Yu-Gi-Oh scene for a while. Um, 
I'm slowly getting back into it. It's that that is the thing that keeps pulling my arm back. It's just like, <laughs> uh, well, new cards, they're shiny, they look cool. All right. Uh, but yeah, for the most part, finding your identity on Twitch is very difficult because there's a lot of things that you want to model yourself after, right? You watch a lot of your favorite streamers. You're like, oh, I think, you know, I think Zykuno's cool. Oh, I think Wardell is cool. Oh, I think, you know, X, like, you know, Super is cool. Like, and you watch all their streams and you're like, what makes them, you know, this big? Like, why, why does Super always have like a couple thousand people watching his stream and I can barely scrape by with 10, you know? <laughs> on an average night it it's becomes it comes down to once against consistency being able to stream often and people knowing what you're going to stream and then also finding a game that like people won't get diluted over you know um and then you just kind of build yourself off of that so when i was playing when i was playing overwatch a lot of people would come into my stream because i would talk to myself in the middle of my games mm -hmm. um like what i'm doing i'm like okay i'm gonna shield i'm gonna go in i'm gonna get the shatter um if it doesn't work i'm gonna back out um save a fire strike and then make sure that i get my shield recharged and people are listening in and they're like okay yeah that makes sense this is exactly what you should be thinking about and then i would do something completely stupid like charge into the back line i'm like all right i'm doing this now <laughs> like and they're like oh he's adjusting on the fly it's just letting people know what's inside of your head at that given moment and that's the reason why like right now um i'm doing a lot more turn-based games i'm doing turn-based and um card games um again so mm -hmm. lots so you of can, like lots talk of monster your strategy games. yeah i could talk through my strats and i'll be like okay so at least in pokemon for for me specifically like i'm like okay well he's gonna lead with this so if i start out with this uh, i should be able to get this knocked out and then get a switch right um and people are like why who who would have thought of that and i'm like i'm the weird one don't worry <laughs> about it like nobody thinks of this um so yeah that that's what i've been doing that and like when i do play you know fps's as well like um if i hop on overwatch uh with a friend or if i hop on valorant people will hear me um think about the the play beforehand um i i'm kind of the guy who wants to think everything out um and if it doesn't go according to plan then just wing it so uh that that's how it goes it's just a way of building building your own confidence and having fun with what you what you want to do um and yeah I, I guess another part of it is like just being yourself that that is another thing that i can't really push harder it's uh people will watch your stream to watch you they don't care about you know content they they want to see what you can do two things one so how would you like what is your definition of your personality in your stream and two have you mm -hmm. ever caught yourself out in public talking through your actions by accident like does it bleed oh, over yeah. to where you're like all right i'm gonna take my wallet i'm gonna pay for this i'm gonna go home i'm gonna eat the entire tub i do that <laughs> a lot i'm not gonna lie like i'll go i'll like get home from like dinner or back from work and i'll be like all right i'm gonna i'm gonna go i'm gonna take off my shoes i'm gonna put on my slippers i'm gonna put on my pants i'm gonna go take a shit i'll come back like <laughs> like and then i'll wash my hands for 20 seconds and then i'll leave and then go eat dinner and my parents are like what and i'm like oh my bad i didn't mean to lay out my entire life savings and life plan to you but yeah, it's it, it goes according to plan, and then I walk into the first door, and I'm like, I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> like. Uh, that happens a lot. What's um, the most embarrassing time it's ever happened to you? I, I have to know this. I think ooh. we all we all want to know this. The most embarrassing, um, or funniest, funniest. Uh, let let me think. Uh, I I do it quite often, but I don't think there was like. I don't think there's a moment where it was weird enough to warrant. Oh wait, okay, wait, hold on. <laughs> let me let me think about this. Um, oh, in uh, in in Overwatch when we were doing like in-person tournaments, um, there was one time where I was like, okay, um, 
I was I was talking to my coach and he's like, okay, yeah, what are you gonna do after this? And I'm like, I'm gonna I'm gonna go home, I'm gonna I'm gonna start practicing, I'm gonna go to sleep. And he's like, you know, we have a second game, and I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> like um, he's like, What what about the next match? And I'm like, Oh, <laughs> I thought you meant like after this match. It's like, oh, no, no, no. And other times it's just like I would go out and like hang out with friends and I would like lay out my entire plan and then they would just be like yeah we're doing none of that <laughs> like they're just like we're not about that we're going bowling now and I'm like okay I'm fine with that we don't have to we don't have to do x y or z um but yeah it's it's happened before where I'll just like try to lay out a plan and then I'll walk into the first door and then I'll just be like all right I don't I don't remember what my plan was like <laughs> it's okay and what was the first question? The first question, the first was, question like, was, how do you like define your personality and your stream? Like how, how would you? Oh, like just personality wise. And oh, how would I pitch myself? I am a casual. Uh, I, I would say I'm a casual uh, variety streamer. For the most part, I play turn-based games, but on occasion you will catch me playing an FPS. Um, I just like, challenges i like games that give me not just a mental challenge but also just you know pushing what i can do in game um as far as i can so for the most part my my streams are really chill like there's not a lot of like high stakes pressure i'm not playing like competitive all the time and even if i am playing competitive most of the time i'm just like quietly raging i don't rage a lot it's not, i'm not like yelling at the top of my lungs throwing my mouse across the screen um i'm more of a like Oh, okay. Yeah, that didn't work out. Whoops. All right. We try something different this time. Um, and Pokemon wise, it's just super chill. I just sit there and I'm like, okay, yeah, this this worked. This didn't work. All right. We're we're trying something different this time. Uh my my plan didn't go according to plan. It's it's just really relaxed for the most part. So if you if you're just down to watch some chill gameplay and just have a conversation, uh yeah, you could find me. I'm a Kanashi GG uh k-a-n-a-s-h-i-i-g-g on twitch so go ahead and find me um if you just want to have a nice conversation like i'm willing to talk about whatever on stream last thing before we move on is like what do you what do you enjoy the most about streaming what's kept you doing it for so long um i feel like it's a mix of what i've done for school as well as like you know my joy and passion for games um in general like for me, I like every, I feel like everybody who listens to this loves playing games. There's no reason why you would listen to a podcast about Overwatch if you didn't like playing, you know, FPSs or or if they just want to support general. us because they love us. I mean that that too. <laughs> but <laughs> everybody everybody has played a game before. Uh, like I'm assuming by now you you've at least played one video game. Um, but yeah, my background um, is actually in broadcast media. So when it comes to creating, you know, scenes and making, you know, a live stream happen and work, um, that is something that I went to school for. I'm used to like watching certain things fall into place. Like, okay, when do you switch transitions here? What do people want to see on screen? Um, is this annoying? Is, is this too much for the viewer? Um, and I kind of took that passion of like being live on camera and setting up all the stream stuff and made it into what I like to see on stream and what I kind of put into it. Um, so yeah, it, originally it just started off with like, oh, I like being on camera and I like playing games and I like talking with friends to being more like, okay, what is the technical aspect of this? Like why, uh, why does this work? Or like, why, what can I push onto my stream like screen that people would enjoy looking at. So like, for example, one of the latest things that I did is I put, uh, I put sound alerts on my, on my stream. So mm -hmm. if you have like enough hours or, you know, if you follow, um, there are sound effects that play, um, when, you know, certain things happen, um, or you can use your viewer points to like proc things. For example, like, you know the Sekiro like perilous attack sound? Yeah. Super loud. Yeah, that that happens 
Uh, <laughs> it is stupid loud. Uh, and I, and I do it on purpose. So like, I'll be in a stressful moment and someone will just hit that button. And I'm like, it's a, it's a, just a mini jump scare, my minute heart attack on stream. Uh, just had a nice push of a button. Last question. Um, any advice for like, since you've been doing this for so long, like I can imagine there are times when it, it feels like it might get tedious, but how do you, how do you push through that and make things continue to be engaging, mm-hmm. wholesome and, and entertaining for both you and the people who are watching? Yeah. Um, I I say for me, I know that for me specifically, like I don't get a lot of people hopping in. So the first thing that you got to do for yourself is entertain yourself Um, when you're streaming. Like know that this isn't like people aren't going to just be here to watch your gameplay. They want to meet you as a person. So the first thing that you want to do is make the game fun for yourself. Um, That's why like I had a, I remember back in October, um, we had a pumpkin carving stream. Um, and I was like, you know what? Carving pumpkins is okay. It's not my forte. Um, <laughs> I'm going to go and get, you know, the T-Rex inflatable suit. I'm going to I'm gonna do my pumpkin carving in a T-Rex suit. And they're like, you can't do that. And I'm like, I can do it. And then I got in the suit and I'm like, I can't see out of this. It's foggy. Uh but I carved the pumpkin anyways, and it looked like garbage. Uh, but it was fun. I mean, I had fun doing that. And that's that's the thing. You just have to remind yourself, you know, sometimes you just got to do something weird in order to make the make the stream happy and fun for yourself. Like, there was one where, um, I know I do this for myself, but it, I don't think I'd stream it because it'd be extremely sweaty. But in competitive Pokemon... You start out with four Pokemon and your opponent has four Pokemon too, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, I used to do this thing where I would start the treadmill at four miles per hour. If I knock out a Pokemon, I drop... I, if I drop a Pokemon on their side, I lower the miles per hour by one. But if they knock out mine, I have to up the speed by a mile per hour. <laughs> so uh, the worst case scenario is me sprinting at eight miles per hour hoping that they knock out my last Pokemon. <laughs> like, it is... It is insane. It would be entertaining, but you know, it's just sweaty. Um, and nobody wants to see that. So, um, but the other one that I did, I used to do, it's really bad. Don't do this. Um, when I was training to be better at Reinhardt in Overwatch, uh, uh-huh. we had this fire strike challenge. It, it, it was bad. Essentially, what you would do is every single time that you had fire strike available, you would throw it, right? So, um once the countdown goes off right you throw fire strike there's somebody else on my stream who would tally up the number of fire strikes i missed versus the number of people i've hit with my fire strike and essentially the differential between the two if you whiff a hit completely it is one but if you hit a person it counts as half so by the end of it um, it subtracts half. So if you get negative, which is what you want, you want to hit more people with fire strikes than fire strikes thrown. Um, you don't drink. <laughs> if you hit less people with your fire strikes than you than you throw, you have to take the shot differential of fireball equal to that number. So I hate this so much. <laughs> So the thing that happened is after usually the second game, like I'm already like three shots in, I can land fire strikes in the weirdest timings. It, <laughs> It's like, hey, I know that they're going to turn the corner in like three seconds. So I would throw a fire strike and it would count because it would hit something. It would hit somebody and I'd be like, okay, yep, I'm doing good. And then eventually it got to a point where I could throw a fire strike and I know where the opponent's going to show up around the corner just by the timing of their spawns. And it's bad. It's bad that like you know it takes uh, it takes a couple fireball shots to do it. But um, when you're sober, finally, uh, you understand like the timings and what people do and how people react um, in a certain thing. the The worst one though is um, you do the same thing, but it's earth shatters, um, and it's times three. 
So if you whiff an earth shatter, if you don't hit anybody, it's <laughs> it's minus three. And then you get minus one per person you hit with earth shatter. So to to break even, you have to hit at least three people with earth shatter every time you use it. <laughs> and you're so, doing this with fireball, dear yeah, God. Yeah, you do a fireball. I understand, I understand it like <laughs> thematically, but oh yeah, you don't have to do it with fireball. I I, I highly suggest not. Um, it's probably better to do it with whatever drink of choice, but like they were just like, okay, you have to do something that's, you know, somewhat of a shot thing. I can't just like sip Bailey's and call it a day. You know, it's, it's gotta be, it's gotta be something. So yeah, it, it's fun. If you know how you're going to react with people. Um, and yeah, just make sure that you're first and foremost, have fun with yourself playing the game because if you're not having fun the rest of the stream is going to notice they're going to be like oh this guy's not having fun playing the game like what's the purpose of him even trying anymore um so for me sometimes like in pokemon like even if i'm playing competitively i'll be like okay i'm bringing a weird team okay guys i'm, I'm gonna bring i'm gonna bring like snorlax uh and a pikachu and just do some weird stuff with that and they're like oh okay and if it works, it works. If not, whatever. Like, I, I'm having fun with trying out these weird squads and trying to think it through. Well, thanks for the tips, Kevin. If I ever want to, uh, if I ever get a, a laptop with a, a re, like a reliably working web camera and I want to stream or if you had a PC, I will listen back to this episode. Yeah, for sure. I mean, uh, there, there's a lot of people who are willing to help. And yeah, feel free if you guys are listening on the other side as well. Uh, you could drop in and just ask me about anything when it comes to streaming. I'd, I'm really open, really open about it. And I'm very esports focused as well. So um, if you wanted to set up your own tournament, like what things you need in order to make all that work together. So let's move on to our next topic. Um so this is a fun video that I saw. So a lot of us have like weird positions when we play video games, like the ways we sit. And like, there's that whole trope about like when things start to get serious, you lean forward, mm -hmm. like you move your controller around when you're getting really into it. Um, there is a video on the interwebs right now with um, a 65 year old man. Uh, let's see. What's, what's his name? Craig Crumb. Uh, he's, he was, he was in a video posted by his 34 year old girl, 34 year old son, Rob, about his dad playing, um, Lucio on PC on Kanazaka. Um, the it's on Twitter. Look at the name salty Freeman, um, or at biggest Sonic fan. And it's, it's a fun video. Cause this guy is like, he's playing Lucio and he's getting so into it. He's like moving around in his swivel chair and it's just, it's so wholesome. Cause one, he's like. You can tell you can tell he's really into it too. He's 65. Three, it's just funny to see old people in swivel chairs playing video games. Yeah, this is like the equivalent of like when you see your younger brother play Mario Kart and they like tilt the controller. It it's fun to watch because like you know that they're they're so absorbed in the game that they physically move around and they're just like enjoying every bit of it. Um and it's it's also refreshing to know that you know he he's out here like working he, he's he's playing lucio um you know at the best of his ability and just swinging around in a swivel chair it's fun i mean if this if this is the way how you want a game go for it just I, he probably has better posture than like 80 percent of us gamers anyways so, oh, absolutely yeah it, it's a fun video uh, if anything i would i would suggest you know maybe try this one time maybe that not like you know physically destroy your setup but like to the to the fullest extent go ahead and wiggle around and have fun it's funny that you mentioned mario kart because my i recently like reinstalled my um wii so my sister rediscovered mario kart and so she's been playing that oh yeah like mario kart you feel the most because like you literally like tilt the controller you're like weaving you're you're hoping that it like tilts the correct way um 
and then you know nintendo actually made it matter once they added you know the joy cons and stuff like that and uh now you know tilting things is a part of the game uh same thing in you know like vr is all based off of that kind of stuff so it, it's fun to like you know actually move and feel like you're you're doing something how do you do you have like any specific like way of sitting that's like comfortable for you i i don't like i because i play in different places so i'm like always shifting um okay so there there's two different sitting styles for me um that i've realized the first one is like a normal normal like you know sitting down relaxing like that's a slouched like gross gamer look (laughs) um and then when i have to get serious um I put my left leg under my right leg. I lean back in my chair um, a little bit and I have to rest my forearms in a specific way. So like, I know that I'm grounded to my desk. It is <laughs> like, there's a difference between like, Oh, I'm playing, I'm playing a card game and I'm having fun versus like, okay, I'm playing Valorant and I actually have to try now. Like the, <laughs> there's a big difference between those two postures and you can tell, um, when somebody's actually you know gotta step it up there i'm just i'm the most thing i think i'm amazed most by is that this 65 he's 65 that's what i find the funniest about this like if it was a kid it'd be funny if it was an adult it'd be less funny but that the fact that he's just he's an old dude is just like oh this is adorable yeah he's just he's just enjoying it to the fullest extent like just have fun with it yeah all right, speaking of, this isn't related to Kanazaka, but speaking of Kanazaka, we're moving to Overwatch more stuff now. So um, last patch we had was bringing in Kanazaka. The next experimental patch we have now um, is a is a pretty big nerf. Well, not, well, for, for these characters, I guess it would be pretty big. A lot of people weren't happy, especially with the Zenyatta one. Um, so it was Zenyatta, Tracer, and Echo who were nerfed going in reverse order because I don't know why I did it in that order, but um, here's the notes for that. Echo's kit is designed around mobility and burst damage, but she was performing too well against high health targets such as tanks, reducing the minimum firing, the maximum firing duration of her primary weapon and focusing beam will lower her sustained damage output without impacting her burst damage potential against squishier targets. So her ammo for try shot was reduced from uh, 15 to 12, and her focusing beam is now half a second shorter from 2.5 to 2 seconds. Um, for Tracer, her, she's got more falloff damage. So the new falloff range causes the damage to scale down faster when targets are outside of Tracer's optimal distance, making her less threatening at mid-range. So they're trying to get her, I guess, to be more of a an up-close and more annoying player, I guess. They're trying to get her to be like that mosquito in your ear. So the falloff rescaled from 13 to 12 meters down to 12 to 20. Um, and then the last one, Zenyatta has been a bit too effective at enabling team-wide damage output. So we've been taking some power out of the Orb of Discord by reducing both its total damage amplification as well as the speed as which it can be applied over long distances. New projectile speed now matches his prior, primary fire, Orb of Destruction. So the Orb of Harmony speed is reduced from, 12, from 120 to 90 and Orb of Discord, same speed reduction. Plus the damage amplification is now down from 30 to 25. Um, I feel like a lot of people play Tracer very close up and just zip in and out um, mostly when I see him. So I'm not, at least in my rankings, I don't see this being too much of an issue. You might just have to get used to playing a little bit closer and play safer. Um, the Echo thing, I think she's, she's still, I think, remarkably balanced for who she, for what her playstyle is so um i don't see this as too much of an issue but the zenyatta one i know a lot of people are so mad about this yeah it's kind of a weird thing to think about but um as a tank player like it did feel a little oppressive i'm not gonna lie um the reason why zenyatta's nerfs feel weird um and hurt um the reason is that projectile speed um it used to be fast. So you see it used to be 120 and now it's 90. Um, what that allowed you to do is throw your first shot as Zenyatta, right? You would discord and the discord orb would land on the target as your first orb would hit. Um, essentially, it's a timing thing. You would 
you would throw disc you would hit once throw discord and then keep the rest of your volleys going um now you have to open with the orb of discord and then throw um it's it's something that it's just timing wise in order to get the same amount of damage it just takes a little bit of time um to get used to so it's just unfortunate so yeah zen zen feels like he's in a very weird spot i don't know if this is going to take him out of the the common rotation um it might i i hope it doesn't but if it, if it does rip um tracer feels like it's the same thing she just can't play at her max like her full distance um as effectively anymore um it, it is forcing her to be a little bit closer which is a big deal for tracer players because you know that puts you within flashbang range it puts you in a little bit of you know a, a tighter situation here and once again echo echo was oppressive for a lot of tanks so nerfing her kit down a little bit is going to make it a little bit easier for tank players to really you know force a dive essentially All right, so let's moving on to. I think this is probably the biggest, I would say the biggest player news in a while. I'm not counting the the drama with um, the gladiators last week or the valiant. It's the valiant. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The drama with the valiant last week. Um, Jake has returned to the outlaws. Um, he did his stint for a year as a caster and now he's back on the team. He signed. Um, specifically as director of player development, but he also said he's available to play if it's needed for the team. He's a coach. He's a brand ambassador. Um, I'm wondering, is like he he's had the most mobility out of anybody in this league. Like, what happened here? Like, did he did he just not work out on the desk? Did people just not like him? Was he not doing well with audiences? Did he just want to go back to the outlaws? Did the outlaws offer him more money? Um, he hasn't said anything. Uh, he just said that he's back. I don't know if he'll talk about it. I don't know if he's talked about it to anybody or if he, he plans on exploring that reason, but um, I don't know. He, he's, this opens up a very, a lot of potential for, for retired players to maybe like you retire and then you come out of retirement. Yeah, this is this is a really interesting move by Jake, in my opinion. I, I do appreciate, you know, his, his stint as a caster. I'm down for him getting back. And I feel like this is this is something that like, you know, is happening for me as well. Um, as a caster, you watch a lot of players and you're like, they're doing good. I want to play like you get the itch, you know, have you ever mm -hmm. Like if you've ever played a sport and then stopped playing the sport and then watch professionals play, you have that drive of being like, I want to get on the court or I want to, I want to play. I want to get on the field. Right. Um, I don't know if it happens for everybody, but like it happens to me a lot where you'll watch a ton of videos of like a certain player, you know, doing something amazing. Like um, for me, it was like, you know, when super during season two with not just, specifically the goats meta but just like how aggressive you know bumper was playing and stuff like that um i wasn't a player at that time so when i was watching it i was like man i gotta get my team back together we gotta do this and so uh yeah you just get motivated and you want to you want to play again and i feel like that's exactly what happened to jake he's he's watched the game so long and he's like the itch is coming back i have to play like i I can't just be on the sidelines the whole time anymore. I need to, you know, get in there. And I'm once again, like, I do agree with you. It's like, what does this mean for other retired, you know, overwatch veterans? Does that mean that, you know, you take a year off to like reset yourself and then come back? Um, or does this just mean like other teams are just prepping? They're like watching all the VODs cause they have to. Right. And then they just come into the league and they're just like super dominant again. Right. Um, but I feel like once again, Jake is going to be the big one to look out for. Um, you know, he's literally taking notes on everyone. Uh, the only other thing that would surprise me is like if Custa signs too or something like that. 
Like if, if Custa goes to the Outlaws, I'm like, okay. They they did a big brain play. They they got the two casters on the desk now on their team. So now they just have, you know, just extensive knowledge of the game. Um, I mean, the the one another one would be like reinforce. I mean, he's he's nobody to scoff at either. Um, there's just a lot of people who are on the desk that could easily, you know, take take the game to themselves. You know. Yeah. Do you think he's going to be able to stand up to the other players? Um, I 100% think that it depends on the meta. Um, if it is in his favor, like, you know, Jake is Jake is good at Junkrat and like projectile DPS. So if we do see that happening, um, that resurgence coming back to the league, he's definitely going to take a shot at it. And, you know, he could maybe make his way back up to the top. Um, I wouldn't be surprised. So it, it really does depend on the meta. It depends on how it shakes out for everybody. But I do think that it's a very good, um, it's it's a good move on Jake's part. Like he's he's getting more involved with, you know, a team that literally brought him into the league and uh, turned him into the player who he is. And so he's just kind of like coming back. He just wants to. He just wants in. This is going to be, I think, I think this is going to be the test just to wrap this up to the test of like age, I would mm-hmm. say in esports because yes. you, you can't be like, you can't all be Jordan. Like he, he quoted Jordan in a tweet or Jordan, like retired, then came back then did other sports, but like, we can't, we can't all be like that. And, the, but the difference with esports is that it like, it doesn't matter as much with age and physicality because you're, mm-hmm. you're playing a video game. So yeah. if Jake does well here, then this could be like an encouragement for older players. If he doesn't, then you're going to hear, we're probably going to hear, Oh, he's too old. He's washed up. His, uh, his reflexes aren't as good. So yeah, this I, is going to be, I think that's going to be something that I'm mainly going to be watching out when the outlaws are playing. If he yeah. plays, this is, I feel like this is something that's been going on throughout esports as well. Like um, it does come down to just like regular sports as well. It comes down to like reflexes and how quick you can keep up with everyone else. Um, Lucky for turn-based games. If you're playing like Pokemon or something like that doesn't really matter. Um, But when it comes to games like league of legends, Dota two, you know, Valorant uh, CSGO and overwatch your reflexes is something that escapes you as you get older. Um, and, but the experience might be enough to, to win you that match um, alone. So we'll see if once again, like if you want to look at great examples, um, fear in Dota, um, he played for EG. He was, he's one of the oldest players. I think he was like 35 when he won the championship for himself and his team, um, which is, you know, they call him old man fear for a reason. Um, we have Hiko, you know, he goes a lot older than majority of the players in the current scene of, uh, of Valorant. And, um, and even in uh, CSGO, when he was playing in CSGO, he was on the older side. So we'll see if any of the players have, you know, this kind of lapse again, they, they want to come back in and play at the highest level. And so Kevin, now we, this is the part where we start to speculate right okay. with um so you, you you brought this i completely forgot we had the lunar new year event mm-hmm. um so when, when do we think we're coming and is this going to be any good or is it just going to be the same as it was the last couple of years i i barely pay attention to this event yeah it honest. it usually just comes and goes but like the thing is blizzard has a really big like has a really big chinese audience um and I don't think they're going to skip out on it. Like, it was kind of weird that we had the Hanzo event um, just kind of out of nowhere. I get it. You want to celebrate the new map coming in. But at the same time, it is pushing the uh, it's pushing, pushing the regular agenda back um, a little bit further. So originally, it starts at the end of January, where we usually have a Lunar New Year event. Um, I wouldn't mind them dropping it you know next week we're cutting into february um you just make it a two-week event um i know they don't do anything for valentine's day so it doesn't really matter 
Um, but you know, you could start rolling some of those skins into it as well. Um, if you really want to, I do have to say that, uh, I don't know how big this event is going to be. Obviously, um, we don't know if we have blizzard, we have blizzcon coming up blizzcon line. Uh, so I feel like this, if anything, it's going to be a smaller event and then trying to lead up to something that will get us to watch, you know, the blizzcon event when it does come out, um, you know, I think it's in two weeks, right? Yeah, I well, uh, roughly because this is the last week of January, so yeah, roughly two weeks. Yeah, so we have a lot to look forward to coming up at least. So I don't know if if they do do something huge for Lunar New Year, it might be bad for you know Overwatch Two because that means that they're trying to distract us for from like you know what we're really looking for during the during the convention um mm-hmm. but if it's just you know i would much rather have a small scale event and big news coming out of the the con uh rather than the other way around yeah i don't know i'm just i'm i'm probably gonna play it i'll probably save my um credits for better skins I don't, I've never been particularly like enthralled with the Lunar New Year skins and like the modes are even aren't that great. I mean, at least I, th- I think it was the Lunar New Year event that introduced us to capture the flag. Yes. I want to say, but even then it's like, I never play it. It's an interesting concept and it was fun the first couple of times, but just like it, fe- it feels like a distraction to me regardless. If you like it, good for you i'm glad hopefully they come sooner or later with this and you get what you want but like i just want more like pve things and and better events i'm like kind of tired of waiting yeah i'm i'm fine with that as long as the event isn't just like a isn't completely weak and doesn't just ignore everything i think we'll be okay like i just i just want something small um and the skins I thought from the last few years are just all right. Um, I'm more of a guy who, like, if if I get the skin rolled, like, I'll I'll get it. But otherwise, you know, I'm not even gonna worry about it. Mm-hmm. Do we have anything else we want to talk about? Um, yeah, I, I'm just I'm just gonna mention this. Today is the 26th of January. Um, it has been a year since uh, Kobe's passing. Um, so I want to, you know, say, you know, good job NBA. Um, he, he, uh, left us too early, obviously, but his impact, not only on esports but in the sports world in general and everybody's lives we've touched, um, has been impactful. Um, a lot of people don't know about this, but Kobe Bryant had an esports facility set up in his own, um, in his gym essentially um up in la so it was like another place where he was looking into setting up LAN events and stuff like that um at mamba academy so there's a lot of things that he was definitely looking forward to um and it's just kind of sad that he's not going to be able to see it through but know that you know the mamba mentality lives through a lot of us competitors and uh yeah we're just going to keep that going Really quick update on our stats. Guess how many we're at this month? Oh, we were at three fifty. We were last, at three fifty last week. Last week, are we? Did we hit four? We hit four. There's a four for for twenty. Close four fourteen. Four fourteen. Oh. We can hit four twenty. We we'll definitely hit four twenty for the mean, please. <laughs> Hopefully, more than six. Don't don't just limit yourself to mean six. We we want uh, more. Yeah. Uh, as long as it hits at least 420 at one point, I'll be down. And again, like the more people listen to our ad, the ads that they put, like we, I don't know what ads they put in front, but if you listen to them, we get money and like that'd be great. But also, if you want us to do anything or talk about anything, please reach out to us. We're always down for uh, input and, and learning new stuff and doing what y'all want. So, any last words of wisdom from? Coach Kaneshi, uh, have have fun. Uh, just make sure that you you keep your games, keep your games tight. Uh, 
look forward to the next event. Hopefully it comes out soon and we could all enjoy that. And obviously keep your ear uh, open about BlizzCon. We'll see what happens there. And if there's anything new um, or impressive that comes out, uh, we'll let you know. All right, guys, thanks for tuning in. Please like, rate, and subscribe. Share this with everybody. Help us grow. And have a great, fantastic rest of uh, the week. We will catch you next week. Adios. Next week, we scour the internet and update you on any news from the world of Overwatch. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. If you like what you hear, please like, rate, and subscribe to us on all your favorite podcast platforms and follow us on all social media at Believe in OWL. Questions or comments? Please send us an email at believeinowl at gmail.com. If you'd like to advertise with our show, please contact our network at believe.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.